Okay. Okay. We're jumping. We're jumping in. And we do. We are laughing today. We do. We always start <laughs> laughing. Yeah. So oh, well, we didn't last time, actually. Uh, no, and yeah. That's no, true. it's true. That's it's true. true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Some days. Anyway, yeah. welcome to Meanderings with Trudy, the podcast mm-hmm. with Angie Arndt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. Hello. So we were just talking about our plan going forward. I think, um, so this will be dropping on the 12th, 13th of June, which I think we're going to cut um, the podcast a little bit short. We won't have the last one at the end of the end of June. Um, we'll go on our early hiatus for the summertime. Events just kind of are getting in the way. That's the plan for now. And we'll figure yeah. out what we'll come back with in the fall. I know. Yeah, we'll give some more thought, maybe more Enneagram. I don't know. Other conversations around, you know, the cake of joy. What are the ingredients of joy? I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Maybe more dogs. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe more dogs. More pausing. More pausing. More paying attention. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, dear listener, as Angie calls you. That's right. Dear listener. <laughs> dear listener. Uh, we'll kick it around and we'll be back with something in the fall. So, mm-hmm. so there we are. But today, today, because we're looking at this being our last one for this, um, this season, let's call it a season, mm-hmm. uh, we kind of wanted to do a bit of a recap. Um, we were going to look at what happens when you see yourself and you really show up to yourself. Mm-hmm. How does the Enneagram, uh, I think by now you probably know how the Enneagram enables that, but what does that actually mean and you know can Mm. the enneagram you know save the world be a tool for not just inner peace but outer peace as well you know um one one question or one thing that i had in mind that you and i both sometimes do in our work is while it's helpful for people to see themselves but when they're part of a team or an organization those Mm. can also take on the flavor of an Enneagram. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of like to, to touch into that too. And I don't know where you want to start saving the world mm-hmm. organizations with the Enneagram as a, as a, as a flavor for the space or, or the first part around what happens when it all lands for me. But that's sort of where I wanted to meander in the general, the general mm-hmm. forest for today. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Good meandering. So let's yeah. head down this path and see where we go. Yeah. So um, talk to me. Where, where do you want to start? Let's go. Yeah. Well, I was <clears throat> curious about that. You know, what happens when you see yourself? Okay. Because that means so many different things. Okay. And there are so many different stories. I bet you have stories. I bet anybody listening to this has a story. I know I've got a kajillion stories, but have you ever had a moment when you really, let's take the Enneagram aside for a second, mm-hmm. but you really got a glimpse of yourself as is and what what was your reaction to that what was the what was the surprise or the Mm. the, for one thing i you know being in my upper 50s now Mm -hmm. there are times when i walk by a mirror somewhere not my bathroom mirror because my bathroom mirror is where i you know you know well you're used to seeing yourself there i'm used to seeing myself there but I walk by a, a plate glass window somewhere and get a reflection, or you're standing in line at a coffee shop and there's a mirror mm-hmm. along the side and you get a glimpse of yourself and you're like, me personally, it's like, who is that? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think of myself as being this particular age. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am, I have all the aches and pains and I have all the, you know, 
my medicine drawer is starting to fill up as an older person medicine drawer starts to do my daughter was laughing at me mom you're gonna need one of those things that old people have when those medicine pill devices <laughs> yeah, to, to, yeah monday tuesday wednesday yeah she's not lying about that and that's another glimpse of myself that's yeah. another glimpse of myself is sure. that i do have enough at this point in time uh, mm-hmm. have enough medications that i have to keep track of them and those little pill dividers mm-hmm. have a purpose purpose and that's something that i associate with growing older mm-hmm. and so I, I have a glimpse of myself there i have a glimpse of myself in the mirror and there's depending on the day there are different reactions to that different mm-hmm. instant reactions not responses mm-hmm. but reactions like not thought out just here mm-hmm. it is and sometimes it's this sense of oh my god you know it's it's i i I don't weigh the same as I did when I was 45. Uh, oh, there's this, you know, um, the pill divider. It's like <laughs> the pill divider. Yeah, when, yeah. when did that happen? Or mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of something. I think oh, I'm probably getting, you know, some mm-hmm. early onset Alzheimer's, which is mm-hmm. not true. I don't think at least let's not go there for now, but <laughs> it's, but you, but you start to get yeah. the, the sense that, you know, time is slipping by. Mm. And you catch that and you realize you're not this age. So that's a that's one way of getting a glimpse of yourself in, raw, raw and in the moment. Mm. And I do believe that how you react to that is depends on how accepting of life or yourself and the world around you that you are, you know, you can laugh and say, oh my gosh, oh, my hair is whiter than I thought it was, or, oh, you know, or, or you can say, what the hell? Like you've, you've, you know, lost it. You, you've, you know, when did you stop caring about how you looked? When did you Mm -hmm. need to get, you know, some eye cream? I've been looking at eye cream lately. Well, not looking at, I I looked at eye cream two years ago and I started using it. I have too. If I forget, Mm -hmm. then I'm like, oh God. (laughs) And there can be a sense of what can Mm -hmm. I fix so that I look like I think I should look like. Mm. Um, There can be a sense of what do I need to do? So nobody knows that, I need a pill divider that I can't remember somebody's name or, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody can insert their own stories of that. But those instant things of what can I do to be different than I am? What can I do to be more acceptable than I am, depending Mm -hmm. on whatever? What can I do so people don't know that? Mm -hmm. Or is there a sense of of, uh, joy about it? Like, wow, (laughs) I just look at how far I got. Yeah. Look how look look at where I am yeah. and look at this and and yeah. so the responses are vast and varied and they diff and they change on any given day, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes throughout the day depending on mm-hmm. granted we are how um, accepting of life that we are accepting of ourselves as we are mm. and the enneagram then to pull that back in is something that gives us a glimpse in the rawest way. Mm-hmm. especially if we walk with somebody, you know, you might read a book or something and wince, or you might, yeah. you know, um, but it's easy if you're just reading a book to, to pass on by that and just circle the stuff that, you know, mm-hmm. um, but when you're going through it with someone or with someone's and there is this very matter of fact, not, not a judgmental, not a, but, but here's you blank. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like you're seen. 
I've had that experience. I know you've had that experience. I know a number number of other people have had that. It's like all of a sudden you're naked in front of everybody. Mm. And again, I think it depends on how accepting we are. There can be shame that's evoked, like, oh, I don't want anybody to know this about mm -hmm. me. I don't want to yeah. know this about me. There can be anger that gets evoked mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. that's not true. You know, that's just not, there could be pride of, oh, yes, I'm really great at this. There could be all mm -hmm. kinds of things. Sure. But, and rarely do I know anybody that doesn't have a reaction to it. Mm -hmm. And, oh, I just need, no, now tell me what to do so I can fix it and be better. Mm. Tell me how I can do this type better. How can I be a better version of me? How can I be that youthful, vibrant version of me and not the one who needs, you know, a cane or a, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or a, and so all those things are, so the Enneagram is a glimpse of who we are as one of many glimpses of who we are, of, of our gift, of all the things that we do to mm -hmm. mess things up. Yeah. All, all the ways that we're human, fully and completely human mm -hmm. are those things that we can be gentle with, are those things that we can look at mm -hmm. and accept, or mm -hmm. are they things that we automatically... and the answer is yes to all of them. So can I ask you a question and no, it, choose you know to it. say no if you don't want to, <laughs> if you don't want to answer. Um, mm -hmm. My question is, uh, you and I have both spoken before about our Enneagram Genesis stories, you know, how, yes. how mm -hmm. uh, in your case, you thought you were a different something else, different mm -hmm. number and held mm -hmm. that closely. I'm a four, I'm creative, yeah. I'm all of these things. And then mm -hmm. in the workshop with Russ Hudson, Mm -hmm. you actually truly saw yourself and how that felt inside. So we, mm -hmm. we have that story from, from your experience. Yeah. Can you fast forward a little bit for us and tell me from your place, the place of the seven, but also the place of Angie and oh, Angie's yeah. experience, how, has, how did that seeing yourself and having a better um, set of guideposts that maybe are more really yours, how did that affect who you be? How did it affect your relationships first with yourself and then with other people? You know, the shift from mm -hmm. thinking that I was a four and resonating with that four energy and, you know, living with yeah. that and then realizing actually there's this other one that's m even more me. Because it's not yeah. to say that you're not four. As, as, you've, as you've taught many times, we have all nine types in us. There may be one that feels more like home base. And once we find yeah. it, then we can see the durability of that both in our pasts and, and in our now and then, you know, help us into our future. But I'm just interested. How, how did that shift change for you? How you saw yourself, held yourself and worked with others? Oh, good. That's, Yeah. How many hours do we <laughs> I know that's a big question. It's not, Everybody, I mean, we could just settle in and pour yourself another coffee. Uh, no, actually the first thing that came up was when I saw myself as a four, I realized that it was like I was standing in a fun house and I, a lot of us come to the, I, I don't know anybody that doesn't come to the Enneagram like this, like, oh, I just want to see myself. This is going to be so good. And I want to know my type and then it's going to be better. And then I'm going to see. And, mm -hmm. and so there's a, an excitement and a wariness and a weariness and a, curiosity about it and i approached it with uh which is an indicator of the seven, the seven that is so rooted in me that is such a such a part of me that i wanted to be the fun the, the fun one mm -hmm. and to me the fun one was the four it's the create all the things that i 
love to do. I love to sing. I love to play the piano. I love to write. I love to tell stories. Mm -hmm. I love, I love to be around people who are creative. I just soak that up. It's to me, that is joyful to do Mm -hmm. those things. Yes. So when I heard the floor, it's like, that's what I want to be. So it's like I was standing in a, in a distorted mirror. Right. That makes you, or to use another, I guess, to use a more um, up-to-date parallel would be like, you have a filter on your camera. Mm Mm-hmm you know, one of those Snapchat fun things or one of the Instagram fun filters that makes you look like this. And I picked the one that was a fun filter, like, oh, that's a filter. And that's, that's what I want. And that's who I am. And I was so delighted. I was Mm -hmm. just so excited to be the four. And then when I was in this um, teaching with Russ and had gone through all the things and all of a sudden it was like, um, the filters dropped away that the, I walked around the corner from the fun mirror that made me look like I was still 25 and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and had glowing, radiant, taut skin and all that, <laughs> <laughs> all, all those things yeah. that make you acceptable, that make you, you know, uh, the prime of your life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I walked around the corner and saw the real mirror, not with harsh fluorescent lights, mm-hmm. not with, uh, not with police spotlight or anything, but just a real space and there was this real image of me and i at 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 once it was like an explosion inside it was like this and all of a sudden nothing was there it's i heard a truth i saw a truth for the first time Mm -hmm. and even talking about it right now i can i just feel it like i can't not feel that now when i Mm -hmm. uh when i think of feel self not just think of self but feel that is that sense of just uh, what a gift it is to be me Mm -hmm. which i'd never felt what a gift it is to be me i'd always thought oh i need to be different i need to be better i need to be right whatever um but what a gift and how i've squandered that gift Mm -hmm. and uh how other people see me that way. And I hadn't seen myself that way. Mm-hmm. Like I always said, it was like one of the, surely one of the eight other types. Mm-hmm. And that's before I have a new type, but those eight other qualities were better than mine. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like, you know, I'm also five foot four. It, I, it would be better to be five foot eight or right. it would be, you know, all, all those things that the world tells us or that we, the way that we see things anyhow. Right. In that moment, I just had this, like a shedding, a shedding of gunk, a shedding of, of uh, shame, maybe. Mm. Uh, and a real sense, and it, and it lasted all of a minute, maybe, mm-hmm. of just complete, oh, this is what it's like to be seen and loved for who you are. Mm. And it wasn't Russ that did that. It wasn't the people around me that did that. It was just, it was truly the sense of me seeing me mm-hmm. and loving that, which mm-hmm. quickly went away. <laughs> it, just, it just quickly went away because that, I, you know, have heart. However, that cracked something open right? to say, what's that like? And, and then I went on a very long journey of really wrestling with myself. And it's hard to describe because it's an in the moment kind of thing. Um, that is not sought out, that is not planned out, but it's a sense of, so what does uh, seven, like, what is joy? 
Like if it's not just being happy all the time, what does it mean? And that led me down a path of really reigniting or um, committing to a more contemplative, and I don't mean sitting still contemplative or contemplating thinking through things. I mean, contemplative as in paying attention. Mm-hmm almost in a very four-like way mm-hmm. to see the the beauty of the stuff right under me, to mm-hmm. see the way it was to see the dust particles in the air mm-hmm. as something that is to be awed or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, in wonder of. Mm-hmm. So I so I did what I could to to see the wonder in the moment and not keep thinking, well when you know when I when I have this life, then I'll be better, which is a very seven like thing to leave the moment and think, you know, well, next week things will be better when, mm-hmm. or I will really like this when, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. when this happens, then because you always get there and it's, yeah. oh, this is this is all there is. Uh, anyhow, this is it, it, this is a very this is a very meandering answer to the mm-hmm. question, but it's been a long, slow, and completely imperfect journey, which will just keep going on. I mean, there's no reaching the end of it. Mm-hmm. But now it feels to me like I do finally understand, uh, mm, that's not even the right word. Understand is a very heady word. But I finally get great pleasure most of the time, most of the time, not all of the time, in just what's right here, right now. Mm. Like and the morning not, walks with the dogs, for example. The morning show, walks show me with what the dogs. you see. Right. I, right. When right. I walk out with the dogs and say, hey, Ellie, show me. Or today, Chester, it's your turn. You show me. And it's almost like they understand. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And they do. Um, and I look for what they see. I don't try and most days. <laughs> I don't try and manage that. I don't try yeah. and say, well, no, I'd rather go over here. No, it'd be more fun if we went there. I mm-hmm. try and let them, like life, mm-hmm. lead me where it's going to go without saying, oh, th- it would be more fun if we did this. Or mm-hmm. Well, this is a stupid place to, unless it's dangerous or we're not supposed to be there, like mm-hmm. you know the neighbor's property or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, then we do that. So there yeah. are boundaries to that, but it's that constant practice, and I mean constant. And there are days I do not want to practice. There are days that I think, you know, I this is going too slow. Um, I am impatient. Uh, seven energy for all y'all who aren't familiar with Enneagram Seven energy. Me, I personally. And quick. I like things to be quick. I don't like to be tied down. I don't like to feel caught up. I don't I don't like to admit that things aren't going well. I don't mm-hmm. like to admit defeat. I don't like to um, be sad. But there's a great joy in actually admitting sadness or uh, irritation or, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, all those things. Mm-hmm. So it has taught me painfully painfully taught me and I'm not going to lie some of it some of seeing yourself back to the original question yeah is not just seeing yourself and accepting yourself but then making a decision to do something that might be healthier or so if you see yourself Trudy I'm going to call one on myself here mm-hmm. just uh last week I had or two weeks ago I had uh something I needed to do and Trudy uh, uh, offered, dear listener, Trudy offered to drive me <laughs> to this place. And I'm a very independent person. Uh, I I don't necessarily like to feel like I don't, you know, it's, I don't want to bother anybody. I just, you know, I could be in control if I go here and do this and I'm just going to, and I'm not going to bother anybody. And this is something I saw in myself in that moment. I'm still learning like, oh, I'm 
kind of just shutting myself off and not letting other people help or not accepting help. Mm-hmm. And then I called Trudy back and I said, you know what? Yes, <laughs> I will. And yeah. it was glorious to learn another way. So it's not a process that ever stops. Yeah. You still get glimpses of yourself. You still make this. It's not glimpses for the sake of glimpses. It's glimpses and then choice of what do I do with that glimpse? Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to have any judgment for somebody who goes and decides to do the filler and the, you know, the liposuction and, <laughs> and the foot lifts and the hair dye. You know, that's awesome. That is, if that's a choice, but that's not mine. Um, Mine is continue to learn how to love myself as I am. Although I would like a little eyebrow. <laughs> well, I've got my eye cream, so, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> <Love. laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining us here on Meanderings with Trudy, the podcast with Angie Arndt. We're tying up a few loose ends here around the Enneagram and and giving a bit of a recap about the ground that we've tilled to date. Really digging into this idea of what happens when I see myself as I really am. What kind of grace can I give myself for being who I am? And then how do I play with that? And as Angie is sharing with us right now, it's a lifelong process. And a fulfilling one, too. I hope you'll stick with us as we meander our way through this topic. Thanks for being here. So when when people then land in their space and 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 fully then um, accept mm-hmm. who they be. Uh, that can bring a different, a certain kind of energy. But the the question that the third question that I'd asked was, how does this reflect in organizations and teams? Yes. So when yes. you find yourself and you you can begin to show up as that, yeah. um, if you're part of a team or an organization, that that then lends a flavor to that organization. Um, yeah. Can you talk to us about about that component sure. of things? Yeah. Sure. So let's say that you you start digging around in the Enneagram and you discover likely this is the home base for you. Like this is your foundation. Likely this, mm-hmm. this is the energy that you filter everything through. And so you start to get glimpses and then you start to make choices of what would be a healthy response instead of the automatic response. Mm. Like me going too fast. I could probably slow down a bit so that I could listen to others and make more informed choices. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in an organization or even a organization, business mm-hmm. or family, family. organization, mm-hmm. all of those things, any um, kind of a group that any, has human any beings, any kind in of it. a group <laughs> that I have responsibility to and for. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but let's take business, for example. So I'm on a team at business or I have responsibility at a business and I'm starting to let's say, slow down. For others, it might be speed up. For others, it might be speak up. For others, it might be um, not talk so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, uh, there's there's a variety of things. Yeah. But you start to see this and you start to make choices. First of all, it's going to confuse everybody around you mm-hmm. because they are used to seeing you in a certain way and they expect to see you a certain way. Right. And if you start to change, they're going to wonder about what you expect. And it, this is all unconscious, but they're going to wonder 
Like, are you going to expect me to change? And if you change, what do I need to do to change? And I don't want to change. So they're going to do what they can mm-hmm. to get you back to where you were. Right. Like they're going to do what they can to get you like, oh, what are you doing slowing down? Like, you know, you, you're always the quick one. You're always the funny one. I always, always expect you to turn one. this around so quickly. Yeah. I, Right. I was counting I, well, on you I, this because I know they take longer. What are you longer. doing? You're not, yeah. you know, bringing me the, the supplies for the meeting. You always bring the supplies for the meeting. What, mm-hmm. do, what do you do? You know, so there there needs to be conversation around this mm-hmm. about, you know, a, a bit of a bit of transparency of I am, mm-hmm. you know, discovering this and I'm trying to make better choices. But sometimes organizations do, and I'm using air quotes, do the Enneagram um, as a team. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Peter and I have worked with hundreds of organizations. Matter of fact, he's in Calgary right now working with an organization using the Enneagram as a a way to see themselves Mm -hmm. as a team. Right. And here are your gifts. Now, sometimes, usually the first time or two that you do this, people say, oh yeah, you're the one who, you're you're generally the one who gives everybody hugs and you make Mm -hmm. everybody feel better. And oh, you're the one who comes with all the information and research and that's great. And you're the one who, Mm -hmm. so it's almost like the Enneagram then becomes an assigner of roles. Like it it gives Uh you uh, clarity on who naturally does what. And so we'll just divvy up our responsibilities according to those people. And then we will see the gaps on our team and we'll hire accordingly. So Mm -hmm. if we are missing that two energy on our team, if we're missing somebody who actually gives a shit about each other, Mm -hmm. we're going to hire a two for our next, which is horrible because then you're not seeing the people, you're seeing numbers numbers. and you're seeing people who live into numbers. And that always goes bad always, always goes bad because then we start to see the number in each other and Mm -hmm. you're supposed to do this according to the way I interpret Mm -hmm. that number. Mm -hmm. Instead of, and people who do this over time, again, Peter's in Calgary with a team that we've worked with for 10 years. And so with the Enneagram over time, it becomes, oh, I think that we are collectively moving away from what's healthy for us. So the Enneagram isn't the thing that people talk about, then it becomes a way to better see each other in the real mirror, Mm -hmm. see ourselves in the rear mirror instead of the warped one that we expect of each other. Mm -hmm. So then the Enneagram can be a, as I'm starting to pay attention, as I'm starting to make healthier choices, um, and I see other people trying to suck me back to my place, I can also have compassion for them. And I can say, if we've done the Enneagram together, I can say, hey, there's a conversation we could have about choices you can make or that we can make for mm-hmm. the collective. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's it's a beautiful, it sounds so cliche, but it's such a beautiful thing to see the people that we work with, the people that we live with clearly. Mm-hmm. And when we see them clearly, we can allow for those moments of of um, forgiveness to come in. Mm-hmm. Of, Grace. Oh, this is really this is really hard for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You still need to do this, but th- I know, and I <laughs> but, under- I, but I, I now appreciate that sitting right. and focusing on this task for the next three months for right. you is going to be a challenge. So, how it's can I, as challenge. your manager, support you uh, right. as we? start this project, right? Right. 
knowing that you, Angie, resonate with it with a seven energy. But what if somebody resonates with a five energy? The the long term focus on a project for three months is something that they live for. And so I as a manager need to how can I support you so that we can get to a point where we can begin to make decisions and move forward on the project rather than just you know, absolutely. In, and you right? can so identify the people on the team who mm-hmm. really do want to kind of have somebody look over their shoulder. Yeah, um, they really do kind of want that support that felt support along the way of people yes. checking in and saying, some people don't mind that matter of fact, they welcome that please mm-hmm. look over my shoulder, please sure. let me know that we're on track, please, please do that. Yes. Some people call that micromanaging. I, I, I just say look over your shoulder, check in and say, how's it going? Can you yeah. report to me? They welcome that. Mm-hmm. Other people on the team are like, just tell me what to do and then get out Leave of my way. Yeah. At the very end of this, I will bring it back to you and I will have done. That's right. So so without those, the Enneagram invites the conversations for um, not just preferences, like what do I like, but generally how right. I'm really hardwired, mm-hmm. how hard it is to do it different. I'm an independent worker as a seven. That's not necessarily true. Like I like to do things by myself because I don't want to bother anybody and I like to go fast, but I also like to know that we're on the same path. So I like mm. somebody to check in and say, how's it going right. and where are you? Right. And I want somebody to tell how excited I am about here's 30 possibilities. What do you want to do? And yes, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, and somebody has to say, oh, this is you actually here's here's a glimpse in the mirror for me is sometimes people that I work with look at me and say, you know, you're a bit much. Mm, you're overwhelming me. You are overwhelming me. Mm-hmm. And I used to take that very personally, like, mm-hmm. and, and feel shame of that. Like I am too much. Wow. Well, yeah, this has allowed, yeah. this has allowed me I to say, Oh, that. wait a yeah. minute. I'm not being present right now. I'm not being grounded. I'm just so excited about this that I yeah. didn't take the other person into. Yeah. And I just went, Oh, look at all these possibilities. Somebody's like, no, 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 no. no. Could you just, could you just slow down? And, and then I could yeah. say, listen, this, this is me. This yeah. isn't, you, yeah. this isn't, oh, if you would just catch up, we would right. be okay. No, this is me saying, look at the cornucopia that's here. And it's me saying, I'm excited oh, about that. And I know I that have, I could overwhelm people. So I that's have, where yeah, the insight absolutely. into that can be very helpful. Right. Yeah. So and you're I, not changing who you be. No, you're, you're simply, but I'm also taking into account the other person. Exactly. Saying, I understand that I have just gone too fast for you. <laughs> what What do you need from me? What do you me? need from me? And then I can tell you yes or no. Yes, yes. I can do that. Or that's going to be really hard. Yeah. So and, how can we compromise? And I yeah. want to underline here that in this conversation, what we're talking about is the Enneagram as a practice. So we've talked yes, earlier absolutely. about it as being a set of information, a tool, um, mm-hmm. learn the types, what what name is associated with each number, what are the yeah. gifts of that, what are the challenges of it, da, 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 da. Yeah. And then we go through the process of actually finding our place in the, you know, which one is the dominant type for me? How am I affected by the others? Yeah. Uh, in in general so i begin to get a sense of who i be yeah and that alone that practice alone when it actually truly happens is a practice it's not a process or an exercise or a questionnaire i mean we often have people use the the ready test to try and hone where is home base all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. it's when you look at that and you begin to say, how does that show up in me? That is a practice of awareness. Yeah. And then doing so with kindness and non-judgment is a practice of self-acceptance. So the Enneagram leads you naturally into these practices that help you become aware of how you be instinctively. Yeah. 
And then from there, other practices unfold. And that's what we're talking about now. How can I uh, take into consideration who I am and still accept who I am, joyous seven, and also recognize that for you, I am whatever type you may be. And it doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. mean that some types, the seven works less well with than other types. It has nothing to do necessarily with type. No, It has everything to do with, oh, I'm a bit much for you right now. And so what do I need to do in order to be able to stay in relationship with you? Right. Maybe I need to ratchet it back a little bit. Maybe I just need to have a recognition. I can see that I'm overwhelming you right now. So let's just take a pause, right? Whatever yeah. it happens to be. But it's it's Absolutely. first that acceptance of who I am. I am. I am enthusiastic, cornucopia of life. Lots of opportunities yeah. in this particular work project. I'm excited about that. I'm overwhelming you, you know, so that in the first step there, I'm accepting who I am. In the second step, I'm recognizing that that's hitting somebody else in a certain way. And then I'm getting curious about what is it that we need in order to be able to work together. The Enneagram is a practice for relationships in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to really underline that because for me, I've always, not always struggled, but there is this struggle between the Enneagram is information and the Enneagram is a practice. Yeah, and there is. And that is Absolutely. something that you and I have skirted and meandered with throughout all of these sessions together. Yeah. The difference between the two and, and the, that distinction really matters. Yeah, it does. It, it really does. And I, in this context, we're talking about it in the workplace with teams or, or uh, just in an organization as a whole. And... One of the greatest gifts I believe or have experienced that the Enneagram can bring into that type of setting is with someone who is well-versed in this and has their feet down in it, not just as a, hey, let's all take the test and figure each other out because then it becomes, a, oh, you're a three and you're a five and this is this is what we should do and this is what we shouldn't do. And then you're living again into something outside of you. You're not mm. finding... So you're living according to another expectation. You're using the Enneagram as another set of expectations of right. how we should or shouldn't. Yeah. Um, but when you have someone who is grounded in the Enneagram, who has not only um, not only can describe all the gifts and challenges of each type and not only can go through all the information about whatever, the triads or the... Uh, but somebody who has walked it and somebody who has grown with it while you're exploring it together as a team or as an organization, you get, you you have to start with the information. Mm-hmm. The best thing though, ugh, there I went and ranked it. I don't mean the best thing, probably the most helpful thing. The uh, lovely thing about it. The lovely thing about <laughs> it, but maybe the most helpful thing about yes. it is when you approach it still as your own growth and not how to be a better organization, how mm-hmm. not, not how to fix what's broken with us mm-hmm. or how to um, be the best team or mm-hmm. can it do that in the short run? Sure it can, mm-hmm. because it's used just as another tool that you can see who, how to talk to each other, how to work best together, all those things. That's a very shallow use of the Enneagram. I don't mean shallow is in a narcissistic way, but it's just, but it's not a, it doesn't take a lot of investment. You just learn things that short term mm-hmm. will make things better. But after a little while, you realize that you're still yourselves and you still have these habits that pop up under mm-hmm. stress. 
and that awareness isn't there because you've only been using it as a tool to communicate or to work or to collaborate mm -hmm. or all those things. So here come these habits and they're still there. So you abandon the Enneagram and go searching for something else that will mm -hmm. be the spackle on the wall right. to fill up those cracks. Right. But the Enneagram, when first and foremost is seen as a glimpse of my own self mm -hmm. and is like an inside out kind of job. Mm -hmm. So here I'm going to gently point towards the other question that we had actually for the next conversation. Uh, it changes the world. Um, because it's not, it's not my view of how things should be on a team. I know, I know what it will feel like to be a good team. I know what it would feel like to be a good organization. I have a vision in my head of what a family should look like and how we get along and how we don't. What I don't realize is that there are also a number of other people who have images and expectations of that too, that may or may not match up with mine. Mm -hmm. When I engage with the Enneagram and I can see again, back to a personal, I'll just grab the number seven because I'm talking personally here mm -hmm. is when I can see that it's fun and it's exciting to be together and, and everything's happy. The type seven is a very positive type mm -hmm. and uh, and it's, and we, and we really just enjoy each other and think we're curious and, you know, all that stuff. Well, somebody else say in my family as naming an organization might not be wired, you know, uh, mm -hmm. being a family is about just generally, we can just sit together for a while or, and, and just be in each other's presence and things just, you know, there's no conflict. There's mm -hmm. no, and for somebody else, it's just, you know, like what we need to, there are so many vast and varied images of what family are, what mm -hmm. organizations are, what teams mm -hmm. are, mm -hmm. that the Enneagram gives you a glimpse even to your own skewed version mm -hmm. of what it's like to be, quote, successful. Mm -hmm. And then you can just approach it. I'm. This is who I am and who are you? And it develops a curiosity that's not a curiosity to make us better, but it's just a genuine curiosity. At who is here and what is our work to do and what is our commitment to this, mm -hmm. to be in it together. And some days everybody's pulling oars in the same direction and some days, but most days we're not. Most days somebody's not pulling any oars at all. Yeah. Most days somebody is just laying on the bottom of the boat, just expecting <laughs> somebody else to do all the work. And <laughs> some days, there are so many, I just put so many uh, images into that. But the realization is that the Enneagram then starts out as a tool Yes. Like a very practical piece of information. Mm -hmm. But when taken personally, mm -hmm. personally, as a practice, a gradual practice in the art of living, not the paint by number, not the craft of living, but the art of living, mm -hmm. you can ebb and flow. You can bob and weave. You can roll with it. You can go with it and still point in the direction you're going. You can still gather a team around and inspire and support and encourage and have hard conversations and mm -hmm. do all those things in a way that don't feel, no, that actually do feel authentic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, authentic is another word that, that gets a, a lot of airtime these days, but it's usually a faux authenticity. It's like, look yeah. how much I know about me. Look how much I know about you. We are so authentic and real with each other. Yeah. And it's not. Authentic is just what's here in the moment, not mm -hmm. who we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Right. And yet there are still things that need to get done. There, this is a workplace. This is an mm -hmm. organization. There are things sure. that have to be tent. This is a family. We still have the yard to mow and we still need to, you know, take the dog to the vet and mm -hmm. who's going to do what chores. It's not just what you feel like doing, It's, but it's how do we best be in this world together mm -hmm. right now? Thanks for sticking with us here on Meanderings with Trudy, the podcast with Angie Arndt. I think the point that we're just trying to make here is that the Enneagram is kind of a, a universal framework. It helps us see ourselves and it helps us see organizations. Anyway, we're in our last section of this podcast and we'll be wrapping things up in just a few minutes. So I hope you'll stick with us. Thanks for being here. Right. Right. And the saving the world part comes in when more and more of us are um, living in that space with that yeah. intention, with that awareness. <laughs> I think saving the world comes when we stop trying to save the world. Uh-huh. Um, and genuinely focus on showing up for life. Yeah. So it's not an either or. It's not a black mm -hmm. or white or a yes or no. It's not like either I'm out trying to save the world or I'm just huddled up in my home blocking <laughs> in <fetal> everybody <laughs> out. In the fetal position. Um, sometimes both of those happen, but it's actually... Well, it's yeah. like, how do I show up? What do I need to do? Yeah. What is the best use of my gift today or for the next three months? Or what do I commit to for the next year? Not, I am going to go. Some people are so social justice oriented and mm -hmm. have this great gift of organizing mm -hmm. uh, rallies or, or getting legislation. So people, some people are just so, and that is not my gift, you know, mm -hmm. and I marvel at that. Sometimes I think in order to save the world, those are the things that I need to do. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Sometimes saving the world is just starting in your own neighborhood with the gifts that you have. My personal thing is I invite people over for pie and we tell stories. And we yeah. understand that we are not politically aligned. We mm -hmm. are not politically aligned. Mm -hmm. uh, matter of fact, sometimes it's just jaw-dropping to find out how much we really don't see eye to eye yeah. on things. But we know each other's stories. And there's a once we know that, then mm -hmm. we get a sense of what it's like to actually be together and have conversations together. Well, sure. Um, and the, the political alignment and the social justice, they end up dropping away when I can see the human being that's in front of me and see exactly. that they care about other people yeah. and yeah. the, the way that they've chosen to do this caring is through their yeah. social justice or political uh, opinions or whatever. Yeah. And, and can I, can I accept them for it? for that and and yeah and not get hung up on them not being like me because they're going to be different because they're a different person i know and the answer right. is on a good day i can and on a stressful day i can't i need right. everything to go the way i need them to go mm -hmm. and you know let's just yeah. face that the world we live in is under a lot of stress right now mm. Yeah. There's just so much. And I don't, I'm not even going to start a laundry list because by the time this airs, there will be so many more things to add to that laundry list. Yeah. Um, but I do believe that it starts close in. Mm -hmm. That when we start with ourselves, not with the intention of becoming, but not as a narcissistic self-improvement project to be mm -hmm. the best version of me, but just to get to know me, to, to get that stripped down look and... Mm -hmm just delight in that or wonder about that or make choices based on that. And then it naturally spreads out to the people around me. I, I would really like to know my husband better mm -hmm. that way. Like what really makes him tick? How are we alike? How are we different? Mm -hmm. 
I would like to know my neighbors better. I would like to know the people I work with, uh, students and clients and all like, wow, you see that differently than me. Can you tell me about that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And you know, then some, it's, it's like slowing down to yeah, speed up. Yeah. Um, I've had this uh, updating my snapshot thing rise up in my brain a lot lately that need particularly you know as a parent um mm -hmm. i have two sons now who are 28 and soon to be 27 mm -hmm. um and two stepchildren who are in their mid-30s uh the stepchildren are in a different category in the sense that i don't know who they were as children they came to me as young adults yeah. so i'll set them aside for now in the context of my own sons whom I birthed and held in my arms as little babies. And now there are young men approaching 30. And I've been talking about this with, with other parents who are in a similar, girlfriends who are in a similar stage. How do we update the snapshot so that they have their own agency? It's, um, it's that adult child um, nomenclature. I, I used that with my stepdaughter a couple of weeks ago in a conversation. She's like, adult child just sounds so weird. And so we kicked it around for a bit. It's like, yeah. it's that whole notion of how do I, you who I have birthed and grown in my body, held in my arms, looked after through all of these years, how now do I stand in that space and allow you to make your choices and step mm -hmm. back and just support. And it's like up updating that snapshot all the time. It's so helpful for um, Mother's Day a handful of years ago now, my sons both did their did the ready test to get a sense mm -hmm. of who they were. Um, for me, I asked them, so they said, what do you want for Mother's Day? Mm -hmm. I said, they were in high school, I'd like you to do your your ready. And mm -hmm. they both did. And to this day, that enables conversations with us and a authenticity where we can see each other. Mm -hmm in a way that I don't think I had access to before we had those conversations. And then I begin to get to know them better. And then I have this tool yeah. <laughs> for looking at them and for them to look at themselves that then becomes a practice of understanding and allows grace and compassion and curiosity yeah. and non-judgment and judgment and all the other things too, right? Yeah. Like it's, but it it's it's a way of helping me update that snapshot and to go back to my original analogy so that I can stand as a support to my sons rather than saying, well, you're not doing it. You're not making a choice that I can that I would make. Right. Nah, you know, so even in those really close <laughs> relationships, oh, I, I know. it can be really it can be really, really helpful. And to go to the, the topic that we're on right now, I think if more and a, more and more of us were doing these things would help to change the world in a way that it isn't now. I do too. Yeah. And that's really the only reason that I work with the Enneagram, teach it, use it, yeah. apply it. Um, mm -hmm. I don't see it as putting people in boxes. And I think that's a damaging thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I don't see it as seeing each other's numbers. Matter of fact, I think one of the best things, you can do is like get to know it and, and you do you like you read like it's so much right in front of your face oh that's right we're not a visual i'm doing this i'm putting my hands putting in hands front of in front of her face yeah um it's but it, but it, but it's such it's so right in front of your face and then as you go along it kind of like falls away till pretty soon it's not even the enneagram mm -hmm. it's just just people you yeah. i i think um i'm a big believer in in uh life as art like mm -hmm 
what if what if we are here to make art with our lives? And that word conjures up so many different things with people. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you what do you mean by art? And I just mean the create when we are human beings are creative. You know, like um, we just naturally create the way we organize our desk or don't, or the you know the way we dress ourselves or don't, or people, the mm-hmm. way that we just engage with life is is our expression. Mm-hmm to the world. And like when you're learning any art form, whether it's playing the piano, you know, you, you learn how to, first you learn how to sit and you pay attention to how your feet are and you pay attention to the curve of your hands and you pay attention to how you strike the, and there's so many just very basic practices and exercises you you do. Mm -hmm. And it's not making, well, yeah, but I want to play, you know, um, whatever i want to play claire de lune or i want to play uh whatever that 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 i always think of it's the united airlines theme song but it's not i can't think of any of it right now but 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 i want to but that but that's what playing the piano is yeah no it's not like playing the piano is simply just sitting down and plunking something out like how can you do that and how do you but how do you learn the things that will make it uh come to you easier to create something on the piano well you start close in you put your feet in a certain way you, and then over time you might learn to sit here's how i need to sit and here's mm-hmm. how i need to move my arms but you learn the basics yeah. same with a painter i have a friend who's a beautiful one of my favorite painters in the whole wide world and and she told me about how she had to learn color theory mm-hmm. she goes i don't want to learn color theory i want to paint mm-hmm. well now her paintings are this amazing expression of just like it, lo- it looks like just colors on a thing yeah. like and how she uses the colors but it's not like say um i don't know american gothic with the farmer standing with a pitchfork that's a mm-hmm. very different kind of so people paint differently they play the piano differently but they all start not all most people start at the same place mm-hmm. learning how to hold a paintbrush learning how to sit at the piano mm-hmm. learning how to um i don't know hold a trumpet to their mouth mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the basics. Learning how to hold a pencil, all the, mm-hmm. you know, whatever art form, gardeners use art forms. Like I'm going to learn what plants come up in the spring and what plants come up in the fall. And mm-hmm. and that is fascinating to them. As long as we wish we were a different kind of artist. Oh, I wish I could play Rhapsody in Blue, which is the name of the song I was trying to think of. Uh, um, <laughs> I get it now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, when I play that, then I will be a yeah. pianist. No, if piano is your art form, this is yours. Mm-hmm. You know, if yeah. you know when I paint like mm-hmm. Mary Path, or when I paint like, mm-hmm. then no, we are we are where we are, and that mm-hmm. to me is similar to the the enneagram is a tool at the very beginning. It's a tool that says, "Here's how you see things mm-hmm. automatically." So here's how you prefer things. Here's how you now. Let's look at that. Mm-hmm. And so you do it very diligent. Now here's, so the information, it starts as information. Here's mm-hmm. how you are wired. Mm-hmm. And now let's very gradually learn how to practice with that. It starts yeah. as information and it works its way gradually until in time, before you even know it, here's this way that you're showing up with the world. You aren't mm-hmm. forcing a smile as a seven. You're not mm-hmm. like making people laugh to entertain them, but mm-hmm. you just genuinely find joy regardless of mm-hmm. what's going on yeah and that's when it becomes an art but it mm-hmm. it's always it's not true that that is a is a misnomer it is always art mm-hmm. 
But in the beginning, it feels like kindergarten art. It feels mm-hmm. like finger painting. something that mm-hmm. finger painting, and it feels like big fat crayons in your big chubby hands, and those mm-hmm. little blunt nose scissors that cut awkwardly. It because yeah. it is just because yeah. it is the only. And the we only... don't. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. My yeah. only my only problem with with that analogy is just that children, by and large, when they're using their little fat pencils and and putting mm-hmm. their fingers through those silly scissors that have no direction that don't actually cut anything anyway <laughs> they don't seem to have the same hang-ups around it as we do bingo right bingo yeah because we have the expectation that just because we read something or just because we see something and we're going to learn it that we're going to learn it right now and that gets yeah. worse and worse and worse. And we're going to do it with, well right what does well do look like absolutely what does well look like yeah what does well look like like, yeah. And especially with the accessibility of information that we're, con- we're conflating information mm-hmm. with wisdom and we're conflating yeah. and we're comparing and contrasting all the time. And we don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Well, I've done this for a week. It should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Can what I'm offering right now be my offering to the world yeah. and know that the longer I stick with it, it will grow more refined. Yeah. If I if I pay attention, it would it will simply grow more refined. Will it be better? Not necessarily. Some of my favorite art in the whole wide world is my daughter's handprint when she was in preschool and she wrote her name in backward letters. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Would I put it up next to a Renoir? Absolutely I would. Mm-hmm. Does one is one better than the other? No, Mm-mm. no, it's not. Yeah. And it never was her practice to become a yeah. painter. No, no, no. It was her practice to become the little girl who did that. That's exactly <laughs> right. So, yeah. So if we could all hold ourselves like that. Oh, I know. If only, yeah. I know. If only. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I hope for everybody. That's what I hope mm. for everybody. You know, everybody that I get to work with, everybody who's listening to this, mm-hmm. you know, when you and I have the pleasure of being around each other is that we mm-hmm. do get to see the world and accept ourselves for constantly being, <laughs> this is such a seven-like statement. I realize <laughs> as I'm saying, as the words tumble out, but seeing the world as kids again, to have that wonder and that, yeah. you know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is who I am, you know, yeah. By and large, there are exceptions to this rule, but by and large, a four-year-old isn't going to stand in front of the naked mirror, in front of the real mirror and say, oh my God, I need to lose 10 pounds mm-hmm. or I need to be taller. Or It's like mm-hmm. most, not all, sadly, but most will stand there and go, oh, I love my belly. It's kind of like Winnie the Pooh and it's so cool. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, this is who I am. Yeah. 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 So unless you have something more to add, maybe we'll park it there. Yeah. We can park, park it, it there. there. It feels like a good place that four year old standing in front of a mirror just loving on themselves, right? Absolutely. And isn't that essentially what the invitation of the Enneagram is? Love Absolutely. on yourself, love it's- on each other. Yeah. So this summer's reading could be, you know, pick up a copy of Winnie the Pooh and <laughs> read and see all the different animals. Owl yeah. is so different from Tigger and Tigger is so different from Pooh and Pooh is yeah. so different from Roo. And Eeyore. And Rabbit. Mm. 
Yeah. Or just pull up that old video, one of the original Winnie the Pooh videos yeah. and yeah, watch yeah. them. Mm -hmm. See how different they are. Christopher mm -hmm. Robin and mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what it's like. That's what the Enneagram invite us, invites us to, yeah. is that kind of world. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for this, for these, yeah. all of these conversations and sharing knowledge and wisdom. You too. It's been a good fall and winter yeah and as i say and we'll figure out summer. uh figure out what we're gonna have for you in the fall i don't know i don't know i don't know but that's uh that's for us but to find out and you to find out too later <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah so if Thanks you have lot, any Judy. hey no worries if you have any questions or concerns or things that you want to raise with us or things that you'd like us to look at shoot us an email at meanderingswithtrudy at gmail.com yeah. Um, I will continue. I will, I will recycle. I'll do another meander again, as I did over Christmas yeah. where we had our break there, uh, and repost old episodes, a variety of things, maybe these ones, maybe others. I haven't decided yet, uh, yeah. through the summer. So there'll still be content there. Um, and, uh, we'll come back with some fresh thoughts in the fall. If you have a review or you want to drop us a star or something like that, share widely so that we can continue to raise our profile among yeah. the listeners of the world. I know it's a busy space out there, but you know, conversations matter yeah. and this one does too, so. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Trudy. Thanks, Angie. Have a have a good summer. You too. <laughs> <laughs>